You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, bringing together the best technical leaders to talk about the industry, passions and challenges that they're facing. I'm Abby Stokes. I help businesses connect with tech talent and I'm your host for today's episode. So welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sonia Galkin, Konstantinos Yanoulis, Stefano Natale and Alice Lidgard to discuss how to hire for the most efficient team. Before we delve any deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. So Sonia, would you like to give us an introduction to you? Sure, Abby, thanks for inviting me. Uh, my name is Sonja Galkin and uh, I work for Telenor Sweden. Uh, that is a large uh, Norwegian telecommunications company with operations worldwide. Uh, and uh, I'm a manager in one of our software development organizations uh, with responsibility for several teams. I have experience in uh, hiring employees and contracting consultants. And before moving to Sweden, I worked uh, in IT for other big companies such as Bosch and SAP. I'm looking forward to discuss today exciting topics with all of you. Brilliant, thank you very much. Stefano, we'll come to you next. Uh, yeah, hello, and thank you, Abby, for, uh, for inviting me to this podcast. Um, yeah, I work as a group manager for test environments in Scania. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a group manager for around uh, 10, 12 people. Uh, in, uh, in the group, and uh, we are responsible for uh, software in the loop and hardware in the loop, so uh, testing powertrain control systems. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, team quite mixed with uh, uh, model developers and hardware engineers. Um, yeah, before that, I worked as a developer, and uh, uh, I started as a developer, and started in defense actually in Italy, where I come from. And then I uh, moved back to Sweden since I had my master's degree in uh, robotics and intelligent systems and uh, from, from Oliveru, from Sweden. And uh, then I, I continued as a developer, then as a scrum master, as a, consult uh, as a consultant to Ericsson. And then I moved to Scania, uh, where I started as a maintenance manager and uh, then as a group manager. Um, yeah, and I just want to point out that, of course, I am an employee of Scania, but I'm not representing Scania's point of view. This is just personal uh, point of view, how I see things and so on. So that's uh, I wanted to point out. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. And nice to see all of you as well. Brilliant. Thank you, Stefano. And Alice, let's go to you next. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Alice and I'm working with business development at Tech Technologies. We are an uh, Australian engineering company uh, working with IT consultants uh, actually uh, to Ericsson it's one of our biggest companies our clients um, so that's one of our customers but we are uh, active in, in many different uh, sectors today and uh, yeah, we have software developers mainly within uh, with the competence of uh, C++ DevOps test automation and uh, and Java Yes, and before I was working, uh, I've been I, my background was within recruitment, so uh, I've been I was very excited to see all of your questions actually today. Uh, it will be super exciting to to discuss with you and to hear your perspectives as well. Brilliant, thank you, Alice. And last but not least, um, Konstantinos, an introduction to you. Hello, Konstantinos Yanoulis here. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet everybody in the session. Uh, lead enterprise IT architects for Telia Company, uh, largest telco here in the Nordics. 
Uh, I have a background. I've worked before Telia uh, in the, the Swedish defense, and before that, I worked in academia and within research. Um, I have. I'm working now in an arts group where we have a team of like 50, around 50-ish architects of different types. And we're working across the metrics. So we have even virtual teams, which expands the people we're working with and the profiles of the people we're working with. Um, that's it in a nutshell. Brilliant, thank you everyone. So now that we've got a context for each of you, let's move on to the topic in focus. Um, you all have a question or a statement surrounding how to hire for the most efficient teams. And as usual, I'll walk, uh, work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. And um, each of you will give your, have your own opportunity to give your take on the situation. So let's start with you, Constantinos. You asked, would you hire having diversity as a main driver for hiring and why? So give us some context uh, as to why you've posed that question today. Right. Um, I was triggered to, I mean, to this topic and this uh, side of the recruiting process and hiring for the most efficient or the best teams, so to speak, because I have often observed that people tend to get stuck into the functionality, I call it, like the scope of work that they are after. And typically we become blind to look across the board uh, and look at other competencies that could contribute on what we're after actually. And I've seen that happening very, very many times. And that's why I'm always triggered to have that in mind when I'm looking for people, um, how they would fit in a team, how would the team benefit from additional resources uh, or the changing resource, not just uh, when somebody leaves and you need to you know, complement this absence. It is a, a, a quality, but diversity, I see it as like quality that will actually enrich and enhance the team. Hence, I was curious to, I, mean, I thought it would be a good point of discussion and see how others think around that. Especially in the area that I'm working with, within architecture, where people tend, and within IT, people tend to be quite dogmatic from their viewpoints. That's something that actually, I think, can help a lot. So that's the a bit of the context and the, the thinking behind this question. Brilliant, thank you. So who, anyone would like to speak first about what would you hire having diversity as a main driver? Stefano, let's go to you. Yeah, just need to find the unmute button. Um, yeah, no, just a question like, how would you define diversity in this, in this matter? I wouldn't because diversity may be unique. And of course we all have our prejudice on what we mean by diversity, by 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 the race, by gender, but it is so much more. Anything, so any team pretty much that has been working, especially for a long time, kind of finds its way of working together as a team and they create a homogeneous environment or a, an environment that actually works. So anything new or different to that from any angle would increase in diversity. So I wouldn't, I, I'm not thinking diversity into classical terms. So anything different than new. I can give an example which goes away from the classics. Like, again, from my experience in, within IT, you have traditional industry, so to speak, like telco, banking, and you have creative industries, the gaming industry or other areas. Those worlds, even with the same profiles in terms of that, do not match. Mm -hmm. So bringing a creative person into a team within the traditional banking would be considered a diverse or a very, you know, change and vice versa. So 
don't that's why I said like I wouldn't define diversity any way you perceive it based on your context. Brilliant, thank you. So Stefano, let's go back to you. What are your thoughts then? No, I think it's a good point. Like uh, I agree that often when, when we when we talk about that diversity is more uh, one refers more to the nationality, perhaps, or the gender. So I, I think that instead, if Constantino uh, has pointed out one important thing, that it's about also the uh, the competencies actually, or or the the, the kind of uh, industry that one person has been working with before. So I think that's uh, that's one thing that often we forget about. So it's uh, a very good point, I think. Yeah. Fantastic. Sonia, let's go to you next. Yeah, I can only agree. And I think uh, diversity is so like widespread. There's so many aspects coming into that. And uh, like coming back to your question, I think it's it's uh, twofold. So in, in general, I think diversity is super crucial, especially nowadays. And in Woka world, uh, we have such a complex world. It's 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 not that easy that, that one perspective is sufficient here. So we need various cultural backgrounds. Um, and uh, by education, by industry, as, as the more the better, I guess. Um, but I think uh, where there is no diversity uh, helpful for a successful team is when it comes to values and how we work together. So when it comes, for example, to way of work, especially like in Europe or in Nordics, we expect people to work independently, uh, to be proactive, to step up. Uh, so uh, I think here it's important when hiring that, that there is a match regards to, to yeah way of work um but like all the other aspects i think there is it's good to have a lot of different perspectives to it and also that representing our customers of course they are also not just one type of person great insight thank you sonia alice yeah absolutely and and constantino said just want to come back to your question as well and and um, with regards to the competences and and uh, how it can be beneficial to to challenge you know what the team already knows so to say and and to have some uh, some other aspects or some other um, uh, knowledge also to be shared within the company and that's something that we uh, try and aim to do quite quite often here in deck technologies actually that we want to hire also to challenge ourselves and to see what can we learn from this person that comes uh, that comes to the company with all this knowledge. Of course, we need to value what everyone knows and uh, every individual and not only the, you know, the, the company as a, as a whole. Constantinos? Uh, Sonia triggered me on something about the values. That's actually a good point. Uh, I don't know if I would disagree or agree with the way you put it, maybe just for clarifying to understand a bit more the values, of course, and the way of working and the attitude that plays an important role for delivering and for succeeding and for being able to collaborate and coexist, so to speak. But that in itself would be a challenge to you know how do you self challenge the team to go better to get better. Because even there, even in the ways of working, and unless we're able to get influences externally, we will always get in the comfort zone and stay within our comfort zone and will never step out. So even there, I think it, there is, I would agree that it would be a concern 
with a completely different set of values, you know, to change something overnight and introduce. But again, there I would consider how to shift and how to leverage from that in their space. So that was a you 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 triggered me. It was a good point. Yeah. Go on, Sonia. Yeah, I think um, regarding where of work, I think it's 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 a question of how, how widely you you take that, and uh, and I agree, uh, you need to be challenged in some parts, and and think maybe uh, it's more what I came from, like more like respecting people and those those very very basic uh, values that I think should be like common. But uh, yeah, I agree with you that uh, even and those dimensions how to work you, you you never stop learning and you need basically to change and that's a good point yeah and, Back to you, Alice. yeah sonia i i i think that as as long as we uh, you know there's always a discussion and uh, and um, that you discuss how we should work together and there's kind of this uh, social contract i think we can work with people from many different organizations or cultures or um, whatever kind of diversity we have. I mean, as long as we have a good communication within the teams and and uh, a common agreement and, and understanding. I think that's uh, something to always take in consideration when, when talking about diversity in, in any kind of way. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Any final comments on that uh, topic? No, wonderful, fantastic. So Sonia, we'll come to you next with your question. Um, you've asked what needs to be considered when hiring for DevOps teams. So give us some context uh, to your question. Yeah, I, I worked in uh, in uh, in DevOps Atlas in, in uh, different companies, and uh, I am absolutely convinced that it is like see the big benefits of it but there's also challenges and the challenges start actually with hiring the devops teams and uh, and then of course growing the team um but uh, yeah therefore i thought that that would be an interesting uh, topic to discuss with you and um, so some parts we touched already uh, but uh, my thoughts on that is a bit twofold uh, first uh, i would like to look on what 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 is maybe the basis for for a successful or efficient team and then what does it mean for hiring and uh, i think there's three points uh, that is important for for successful devops teams so that is first of all a trustful environment um so without or with a lack of trust there is like super high costs and it's expensive uh, speaking economically um and also like yeah as a whole and second, I think uh, mindset is very important um, to have like uh, driving improvements, being um, open for learnings and for new things to change. Uh, and thirdly, of course, right expertise, knowledge, experience, and that is very many fold uh, needed for DevOps teams. Uh, and now looking on those three aspects, trustful environment, mindset, and right expertise, knowledge, uh, when looking on hiring, um, I think, as we discussed already, we, we need the basis of, of those common values. Uh, and uh, looking at Telenor, for example, we have like our company values and um, behaviors um, that I think that, that is really a good crown for, for the unit called it the, the social contract. But then on top of that, I think diversity is really key for 
um, hiring uh, for the DevOps teams because we need different backgrounds. We don't need only like super specialized developers. We need also people who have an eye for the operations, uh, also quality and tests, and especially auto automation going forward uh, even more than, than before. But then also culture, gender, age, uh, any aspects. Uh, as I said before, it's representing different uh, customers. Um, and also for like uh, uh, fun working in a team, I think it's important to have those those aspects. And uh, for example, it's maybe that's a simple uh, example. But when it comes to vacation planning, for example, uh, if there's different people, then the likelihood that everyone is happy to plan a vacation, especially in Sweden, uh, with four weeks in summer, that that is quite challenging. Uh, so that makes it easier and uh, also, yeah more exciting, I think, for people to work with. But uh, of course, that's also like uh, those frictions that uh, come into play, but that is if like there's a good communication, usually leading to good good ideas and uh, new ideas. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, the combination of like common values and then um, uh, a good diversity in the team that, that makes DevOps teams successful when hiring. What about your thoughts? Stefano? Um, yeah, no, I'm quite curious actually um, if there is in your experience something that, uh, or not something, maybe some role that uh, you think is especially, um, can I say, um, uh, will help, which has, can I say, an easier way to get into a uh, DevOps team. So, for instance, I'm thinking about developer, um, tester, or something. Is there some kind of competence that makes it easier for a person to join a DevOps team or perhaps to even start a DevOps team if there is no such team in, in a certain company or, 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 or a department organization or so. Yeah, of course, I think if you have worked in a DevOps team before, that maybe is, is the best experience I can bring in. So you have already this, this world of, of Dev and Ops uh, and, and more aspects than being like in your own silo. Uh, I think that would be very good. But in, in general, I think it comes down to mostly it's, it's, it's mindset and, and being open because like every organization, every product is different and, and needs different competencies. So that would be my perspective on it. Alice? Sorry, I also had problem finding the mute button. Uh, but Sonia, I'm, I'm uh, thinking because uh, there are, as we know, uh, an extreme amount of tools and technologies when we talk about DevOps. Uh, and there are so many different, um, you know, thoughts and different companies value different, uh, of course, uh, tools and technologies. Uh, however, uh, I just actually looked uh, on my LinkedIn uh, the other day, and I, I got this article like the 40 best tools and technologies for DevOps. And I was like, 40 tools and technologies, that's so, so many. Uh, are there anything that you uh, have as a recommendation maybe for uh, software engineers or for uh, people that want to get into DevOps uh, to actually start focusing on? Um, I think DevOps, maybe uh, the most important thing is more the mindset and maybe less focus on, on tools and technologies. Of course, that is also important and, and those, those, those goes along. But the most important thing is that uh, being open and understanding like these, these, these 
total ownership for, for what, not just developing and throwing it over the fence, uh, but also like taking care of what, what I have deployed. And, uh, and, and in case of finally incidents, if, if that is coming back to, to the teams, taking care of it and learning from it uh, and finding ways to prevent that in future. Uh, I think that that is much more important than any dedicated tools in, in that regards. I, I, I agree. That's nice. Constantinos? Uh, first, I would comment on your intro that, uh, I, well, I, I agree with everything you said as what is essential. I think none of that is special to a DevOps team. All that applies to any team, more or less. Uh, in my view, I would say what would make a difference, and you touched upon it later, is pretty much if someone has had the experience of having worked in a DevOps team, because that's a unique combination or a unique setup, I think that would be one parameter to consider and deep dive in during the interview and discussion to understand, have a look and feel of how this experience was. And the other part would be completely, as you all touched, like irrelevant to the tools. The tools are, yes, I, I, I cannot insist enough, I cannot stress enough how irrelevant they are. As long as you know if you're a developer or if you're a tester, you have the right mindset and attitude and possibly have had the experience. The tools, because the tools change with every hype we have in tech, with everything they change. So it's the principle and the root and the, and the ground and the attitude that you need to have. So that's what I would look for. And that's what I look for when people, not in only DevOps teams, but in correspondence to any other team, any other piece of work I need help with. So yeah, that's, how I, otherwise I have pondered not only for DevOps, but similarly to other types of teams, I don't think the fundamentals change from team to team. When it's essential things that whether it's a basketball, a team of football team or our DevOps team or any other team, the essentials are first and foremost, the most important. Then the context, yeah, the attitude, that's what actually adds up to that. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to pose a question myself now. So what would you say each of you would be the top three most important things when hiring new talent to your team? Would you say? I know you've already mentioned mindset and obviously willing to learn, but are there any other things that you think that are quite important when looking to add to your team? I mean, I would say that um, yeah, apart from the, the openness and, and willingness to learn, it's of course, um, I mean, as we are a consultant company, um, but also we are working in, in very self-motivated teams and um, the, the facts to be self-driven and to see uh, what can I do to help my coworkers, what can I do to contribute. Uh, or what can I do to uh, to learn? Uh, so that part of you know that combination, having um, you know being active and taking responsibility uh, for your own uh, learning and your own work. I think that's uh, yeah the, the main thing that I am or I've been looking for at least. Yeah, great, wonderful, Constantinos. 
apart from the mindset and the attitude, what I look for is commitment, which is very relevant to DevOps team, but not only there, any type of work. To me, that's quite important. You may be the best in the world, you may be whatever, but unless you're able to commit yourself, and I'm not talking about dedication, but having the attitude that follows through and follows up and actually stand up and follow what you're doing and what consequences it has, not in terms of the line of work, but your colleagues, your peers, your partners there, your collaborators, any way you call it, that to me is a, is a very crucial value to have in a team. Because it's on the easy times, it's easy for everybody, but on the tough times, that's when you show how you can work with your peers and you can, uh, everybody can rely on you. That's, that's quite an important attribute, I think. Taking responsibility. Yeah, I agree. Wonderful. Stefano, what's important to you when building a team? Um, well, openness, definitely. So, so um, besides the other, the, the other topics that we're going to discuss during the podcast, but I will say that um, psychological safety, uh, but that's something that you build together with the team. So after hiring, obviously. Uh, but I agree with Constantino about com commitment. Uh, that's something that you, it's hard to measure, obviously. Uh, it's very hard to measure, like, but uh, you see the attitude. That That's something uh, that's very, very important to uh, uh, for a team, I would say, for a, for a team member and for the others. So, so not to know that they have their, their shoulders covered in case something happens, I say. Uh, so in case they need help or anything. So I would say communication and openness. Besides what Konstantinos and Sonia already added, and also Alice, of course. Brilliant. Thank you, Sonia. We'll bring it back to you for any final thoughts. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it was an interesting discussion. And uh, and uh, I liked also the thought that uh, basically many of those aspects are relevant for any team, basically. And I think that, that is, yeah, too true. That's, that was a good point. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, everybody. Um, so we're going to move to you now, Stefano, and you have asked how can a mixed cultural background contribute to a successful team or hiring process? So give us some context to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that uh, the, the team that I work with, also the, the previous teams that I've been working with, they were quite multicultural. So, so then there were people from, from all around the globe, basically. And uh, that, that helped a lot uh, with uh, tackling the the, the the problems and finding solutions from different perspectives. Uh, I would say that it uh, sound, sounds perhaps quite uh, naive, but it's it's actually quite relevant to uh, have another, a person which is coming from a totally different culture, uh, looking at the problem uh, that we have, for example, in a certain moment. Um, earlier in, in, uh, in my, uh, let's say, first year as, as, I, as a developer, then I worked in a very homogeneous team. Uh, where basically they were just people from one nationality. And uh, uh, I mean, uh, perhaps in some cases that can be good, I don't know, but uh, I would say that it's e even easier if there are people coming from different cultures uh, to, uh, uh, let's say, interface to a customer, to, to, to someone that we are delivering to. Uh, let's suppose that we have a customer from another country, and then it helps a lot if you know, within our team we have a person which has a similar culture to that country, so we know how to uh, communicate, how to um, be sure that we are uh, sharing the right, right context and the right uh, information to that person. And besides that, I think that it's, it's like uh, completing uh, also 
privately, not only from, from a work perspective. Uh, so we, we can get much more open-minded when we get to know uh, other cultures within the group and that helps for sure uh, the team uh, and uh, the solution that we are working with, but they also uh, help us in, in, in a better way to move forward in our lives. So definitely that's, uh, that's something that I uh, personally at least, uh, I really look forward uh, when, when, uh, when uh, trying to build up a team, yes. Brilliant, thank you. Has anyone got any first thoughts? Uh, yes, I mean, I can just absolutely agree with you, Stefano. I, I think that uh, it brings extra value if you have people from different backgrounds with different perspectives. Uh, and uh, yeah, not only for the social part, which is also, you know, a, a big benefit, but also when when discussing to, with customers and uh, uh, and just as an example, we have a, a few colleagues of mine that that have a background from from Croatia, and uh, they can speak to one of our Croatian customers as well. So I mean, it brings business opportunities as well, and you know there are so many um, benefits. I I think it will be hard to catch all of them in just this this forum, but uh, yeah. Great, thank you. Sonia? Yeah, I also absolutely agree. And I think it uh, makes it easy, even easier for new team members to join the team if, if it's already such a diverse culture in the team, because the team is obviously open to, to new things and uh, it's completely different compared to a team that is, uh, yeah, maybe totally homogeneous and has not those different aspects and uh, opinions and backgrounds. And uh, therefore, I think that that is really uh, helpful and uh, as from from my background in most of my teams there was very many different nationalities uh, in the team and uh, I think it was always like uh, fruitful in contributing to to the success of the team but also as you mentioned like uh, working and fun in the team and uh, for example with, with one of my teams we did uh, like a virtual uh, travel uh, recently during pandemic when when you can't travel and just like uh, you have several experts of various countries just showing where you come from and uh, that was yeah big fun for everyone sounds wonderful thank you konstantinos uh, i obviously agree that this is a very i know it's it, it adds value to the team um, but starting from the inner side like i think as you touched uh, stefan from the personal on the personal level it allows people to demystify myths or break barriers and which then uh, consequently it uh, comes out even in the interaction with the clients it, it, you bring it it brings it comes out naturally afterwards so you grow as a person and you so uh, obviously yes uh, uh, what would be also interesting is to consider challenges we've had we've all experienced based on this diversity because that's the other side right there's always challenges in classes and misunderstandings and and I'm sure we all have anecdotes to, to share in this area. So again, it's, 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 it becomes more delicate as a manager, as a colleague, as a friend, even there in the teams to work with those things for the good and for the bad. That's also the, the uh, yeah, that's another side of the coin, of the coin anyways, uh, which is challenging. Yeah, 
Yeah, on, on, just... on, on that point, I would say that um, I also like to do that, actually. We, um, uh, I still have to plan it with, with my team, actually, but uh, we did it uh, earlier with the previous team and also with other colleagues that had the same role as I had earlier. And uh, it's basically a cultural awareness uh, workshop, so to say, where you basically you put your cards on the table, like, okay, in my culture, uh, what are the weird things that are happening perhaps over there that are like uh, very strange to other uh, nationalities, other, I don't know, uh, backgrounds. And uh, I mean, it's quite fun as well, because uh, basically you get to know some things, some things which are very, very, very weird, but um, that is funny. And also, like you get to know much better. And on that, uh, in that case, so at least you can, like, say, break the barriers, but also make, let people be more aware about other cultures and how to act in that case. So, um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's challenging. It's challenging, especially if it's uh, uh, something new uh, to 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 the members of the team. Uh, that's definitely something that you need to work on. And independently, if you are a manager or a team member, it doesn't really matter. So, so uh, it's a job for everyone there, but I think it's, uh, it's more the value that it brings than actually the challenges that uh, need to be overcome. So. Yeah, and I just want to add that uh, once again, going back to communication and, and uh, setting rules for your team, like how do we want to uh, collaborate and what is important I mean, what is our culture in this team? And uh, of course, there's, uh, you know, uh, there's, uh, there can be some challenges in getting to know what is the, the culture that you want to have. But I think it can be uh, solved by, by having these kind of workshops that you mentioned, Stefano, and, and having a, a focus and seeing what can we, what can be the, the value and what can it, how can this contribute to the bigger picture? What can we learn from each other, really? Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. So it's also an opportunity to, to set down the, the so-called game rules so that you are, uh, you know what's allowed and what's not. And based also on, on, on my, what might be uh, offensive, perhaps, on, on another um, culture, let's say. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And one have to remember that, I mean, if you work in a, a very homogenic team, that can also be a, something that is a, is a boundary for you because you can't see all the different views and perspectives. I mean, uh, it's the same if you only hire uh, um, develop, developers with a very specific competence, then you will not be challenged. And that is the same with the, uh, with the cultural perspective. So why do Swedes chit chat so much before a meeting starts? Really, maybe we should stop that. So that's what. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, the Americans are going straight to the point, right? So we have experience with that, but that's good to know, for instance. So yeah, yeah absolutely. My, like uh, like going straight to the point might sound rude to a Swede, but might be totally fine for another person coming from another country. So absolutely, that's something that. Uh, uh, part of the game and uh, part of the knowledge that uh, a team gets, needs to get, of course. Yeah. Brilliant. Any other final thoughts? 
No, great. Um, so last but not least, Alice, we'll come to you for your question. Uh, you have asked, do you aim to have a mixture of junior and senior engineers on your DevOps team? And yes, why is that? So um, give us some context or some background as to why you've posed that question. Yes, and uh, the reason why I asked this because, um, I mean, I see that there are quite a lot of um, people or a lot of engineers and developers that maybe want to uh, transition to a DevOps role. And uh, um, it's just interesting for me to know, like, what are, uh, how are other people thinking about, you know, hiring new DevOps engineers, for example, uh, and if they see any any benefits with it. And I think we touched upon this a little bit, but uh, maybe we can evaluate some some more. Brilliant, thank you. Anyone got some first thoughts? Konstantinos? Well, I would, uh, my immediate answer would be like, it depends on the need we're trying to fulfill, right? Um, I can, I can see the need being just to hire seniors in case that's the need for quick uh, delivery, so to speak. Uh, that could be a priority, at least to use that profile or that ability to balance the team and not to disrupt the team if it's an abrupt change, for example. But otherwise, the mixture, in my in my view, at least the mixture of having junior or senior will be always a balance with the budget you have, but also with uh, thinking a few steps ahead that you would be able to uh, grow a person, like help a person grow, a junior uh, engineer growing the team. So depending on the context and where their position will be placed, should there be others? And for example, should these others who are already there are the type of people who can actually transfer knowledge easily, etc. What kind of um, other parameters in the team are there that could actually uh, foster that kind of uh, development for the junior? Or that's going to be key. And then pretty much with respect to the budget and the need we have, because at the end of the day, you want to hire for the best, right? Whether junior or senior, uh, it has to be a good balance there with the team. Brilliant, thank you. Stefano? I think that's a relevant question for uh, um, for every team, uh, not just DevOps. I would say it's, it's relevant for really everyone. Um, I, I, I believe that uh, it's always good to have a mixture, a good mixture, uh, so, so that um, experienced people which uh, are no perhaps already uh, out to act in the next, let's say, uh, well, what is the next action? What is the next point to, uh, while mixing also with some junior um, provides so that they, they have more energy, they have more, uh, they want to try new things, uh, while perhaps some senior, um, depending on the role, some senior uh, profile might be more uh, stuck into what they do because they know it works well. So, so I think that Mr. That is very good so that you can bring more freshness to, to the solutions, absolutely. Um, so I, I personally, I don't have so much experience in DevOps, obviously, so I cannot comment that part, but uh, uh, definitely uh, it's always a good practice to have a, a mixture of, them, of, of, of both of them, like uh, junior and senior, absolutely. Great, thank you. Sonia? 
Yeah, I can only agree to, to this mixture, if, if possible, of course, uh, here I also uh, agree with you, Constantinos, uh, that depending on, on the criticality, the timeline. Uh, um, but uh, I think when, when, when there are juniors in the team, uh, that is also a chance for the seniors to, when you are able to explain uh, easily, then, then you really can show that you have understood maybe this complex environment, sometimes it's more complex than we actually think. I think that is also a good opportunity for the, for the seniors um, uh, to do like also coaching, mentoring. Um, and uh, and then of course, it's a lot of mindset. It's not only what, what experience you bring in. Uh, I have seen junior uh, developers, uh, super active, driven, uh, learning so quickly. And on the opposite, there are seniors uh, being more passive, uh, so that is, yeah, it's not not only a criteria how, how much experience you bring in. And I think there, uh, I think there was a recent podcast also uh, regarding uh, junior engineers, and I think there were also a lot of good, good, good points. Uh, um, yeah, what 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 is important, or what what could it imply having juniors in the team? And uh, I found this one uh, very interesting. Brilliant. Thank you, Alice. We'll take it back to you. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you mentioned some really good things and especially the part with uh, you don't have any any baggage, so to say, if you come in with a new mindset or a, or a blank kind of um, whiteboard, uh, then you can also ask the questions that maybe uh, more senior people uh, haven't asked themselves really. Uh, which of course is uh, uh, challenging, uh, but also some good practice and can really challenge even uh, senior developers or senior DevOps engineers. Um, and so I think it's, of course, uh, it could be beneficial uh, to have a mixture. But uh, yeah, as Constantino said, it depends on the on the status of the team. Sometimes you just need. Uh, someone that already knows everything to come in and solve everything for you. Brilliant, thank you. Does anyone have any final thoughts across the whole topic? Anything else that you'd like to comment on? No? Wonderful. Well, we'll leave it there. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I want to take this opportunity to thank Alice, Constantino, Stefano and Sonia for providing their insights to the topic and thank you all for listening as well. If you would like to get involved in one of our upcoming podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email at abby.stokes at evolution-nordics.com. Thank you, everyone, and see you next time. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining.